0: Top of the barn, people! How's it going? Not too bad, and yourself? That's nice. That's good. We're all on the same page. Happy days. Random podcast. What are we at? Number 64. We're doing it, guys. We're doing it slowly but surely. We're going to get to 69, and then everyone's going to say, Nice. Nice. We made it. We made it to the edge, and then we went over to the brink, and then we're going to go for 100. And then we're going to be like, what's the point of this? And then someone's going to go, hey can you syndicate this into a national radio show and we'll be like no we're just doing it for porridge oh guys doing it for porridge that's why i do anything for anything uh 4th of december just having a good week guys it's roasting sweating balls in la once again sweating balls what temperature is it today let me check it's too hot for december Kind of weird. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, I wish I had a producer so that he could look up this stuff. What? It's only 66 today. I beg to differ. I beg to differ with those stats. It's sunny as funk. Well, that's been your weather report. Let's give a shout out to the sponsors this week. Uh, spoons. Shout out to Spoons. Manufacturer of Spoons. Spoons, you need us more than you think. Do you like porridge? Do you like yogurt? Are you a fan of scooping? Do you eat spo- soup? Well, then you need spoons. Never enough spoons floating around. Teaspoons, tablespoons, dessert spoons. Get them all at spoons.net. Apparently they couldn't get spoons.com. That was given to the spooning community. Where you like an old spoon... Are you the little spoon or the big big spoon when you're with a man or a woman? That is the question. I prefer to be a fork. Throw a fork in the mix. Fork as they call me. Can't spoon. Get too turned on. Spoon turns into a spork. I presume that's a joke already. If so, apologies. Stealing jokes. Stealing spark jokes. I'll have some guy come up to me. Hey man, I heard you doing a podcast, and uh, you, I think, you stole my spork bit—the bit about uh, getting a, a boner, getting a boner as you're uh, spooning uh, lady, and the spoon turns into a spork and it ruins the fun for everyone. I don't get lazy boners; they're very odd. Maybe I have an uh, active mind. Maybe I'm just a horny, horny man. Maybe it's both. I don't know what it is, but like yesterday, I had a pod- or I an audition in the morn and I went there, and it was hot, and I was wearing tight pants, I don't know what it was for some big commercial, but uh, before I walked into the room, I realized I had a lazy boner, lazy boner is what happens when you're not trying to be turned on, and it just happens, it pops up, it's like, what's going on, guys? I'm kind of hard. Here we go. I walked into the room. I was like, oh, yeah, I have a lazy boner. There's people in this room, directors. They're all looking at me. There's a camera on me. And I'm erect. That's not what you want. That's not ideal, people. So I did a little sneaky tuck, tuck tuckaroo. But then I had to pretend to be a photographer or some crap. I was making movements. And my pants were extra tight. And I ripped my pants. A lot of people won't believe that. But I have a picture. I have a picture to prove it. So I ripped my pants because I was erect in an audition. And I tried to hide it and it just made my pants tighter. And then when I went to bend down, ripped the back of my pants. So that's a good way to start the week, I suppose. Needless to say, I didn't get a call back. Didn't get a thank you, come again. I got a, I think you should get out of the room. This is not the current climate for you to be... Uh, erect in public in a casting room no doubt maybe they thought I was trying to like get my way onto this well paying commercial by uh, letting myself be led towards the casting couch if it was a creep creep directing it they might have went well he's already erect I don't have to do much now let's get that rip pants off you but alas it didn't happen it was just me pretending to be a photographer. But as was a photographer in the 70s. And uh, you had to be taking pictures of something. And I kept looking at the fake camera like I had a screen on it. Like I could see what I was taking photos of. And that's when I realized, ah, oh, there's no hope of getting this audition. I didn't find out about it till the morning. I didn't care two flutes about it. Couldn't give a whistle. Not one was needed or given or wanted it was in the valley over in studio city it was too hot i was obviously too horny it all came together it ripped my pants and you know you live to li- you live to live you live to tell the tale as they say nothing bad couple of weird looks got home took off the pants now i have to find a tailor Uber there and back cost me thirty dollars. Taylor probably cost me twenty. Fifty dollars was it worth it? No, it was not, because the Uber driver back was a reckless woman driver. If she was a reckless male driver, I said it would have been a reckless male driver. But this woman was going crazy, and she missed a turn on the freeway by about five turns. I presume she knew where she was going, but she didn't. She was busy talking to her sister on the phone, who was meant to come to LAX today, or yesterday, at 10.10 10 p.m. But she was actually only going to arrive in Dallas at 10.10 10 p.m., and then had to get a connecting flight. She messed up her flight. She booked a flight from wherever she was going to Dallas instead of L.A. And now she needed to buy a new flight to get from Dallas to L.A. It was all a bit stupid. And I was swerving across the road with this woman. We missed a stop and I got home. And I looked at my pants and I said, thank God they're off. Because it's too hot for pants. So that's the story. I don't even know what. Where was the, it'll come back to me, I'd say in seven minutes. Hopefully I've drank some coffee. So in seven minutes I'll be like, oh, that's what I was on about the lazy boners good week good weekend down in Irvine our buddy Chris Delea had eight shows in Irvine, the people of Orange County love him, 4,000 people there was big Mike Lenocci featuring Craig Craigie Craig hosting and did some guest spots what I like about everyone that was there everyone's a messer And that's what I realized, that's key. I love a good messer. Someone who's a bit mental and doesn't take stuff seriously. Maybe they're a bit psychotic. But they're at the heart, they're messers, and they have a laugh. That's all we do in Ireland, have a laugh. I was trying to tell somebody the other day about Dick Fanny. Dick Fanny is when a guy pulls his pants down, as you do, and then he Pulls his underpants down also we Call them boxers But I prefer the term underpants for the story And then he Takes his penis And he tucks it between his legs And then it looks like he has got a vagina Which as you well know He doesn't But it's it's pretty funny that it looks like he does and I just call Dick Fanny. Fanny in Ireland's uh, vagina. So you can see... And you know what? I look stunning with a Dick Fanny. Oh, better! Stunning man with a vagina. I would be. But usually... The messers I used to hang around with, especially when we were playing soccer, if we were in a bar... And... Uh, one of the people was like, I don't like this bar anymore. Let's keep going on the pub crawl. What they might do is they might do a dick fanny in the bar. And that would, draw, that would draw people's attention. And then the bouncers would kick him out. And everyone else would have to be like, all right. Gustavo was just kicked out. We got to go with them. Can't leave no man left behind unless it's later in the night. And it's every man for himself good old dick fanny? If you haven't seen it, what's that movie? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Buffalo Bill, when he's gone around his room dressed as a woman, and he tucks his leg, tucks his penis between his legs, and he flails his scarf into the air, and that's a dick fanny for the Americans listening. That is a dick fanny. So I think the basis of that story was that I enjoy messers, people who mess about. Another weird one in Ireland, maybe not in Ireland, a guy will be like, a guy will come up to your buddy, and be like, man, I've been working on my six pack a lot, he'll be like, oh yeah, really? He's like, yeah, man, it's coming true, take a look, so you might lift up his top, and then he's got his testicles hanging out the top of his, of his uh, belt, That was his trick. His trick was to show you his testicles. Oh, he caught me. Oh, many a time I was caught by some testicles. I was expecting to see a six-pack, to see it was better than my own eight-pack. But instead I saw two hairy, scraggly testicles. Not something you want to see on a nice Sunday afternoon. But anyway, I'm a fan of messers. Get the dick fannies out there, people. Make sure it's a nice proper environment. You don't want to be arrested. I remember one time one guy did it when (coughs) he was standing on a by a window and there was a huge window and there was a queue outside the window. And he stood up on the table next to the window. People were kind of standing there. It was a busy bar. And he did a dick fanny. So from the front you would have seen the dick fanny but for the poor people queuing up outside, oh they got mashed balls and penis up against the window oh how quickly we got kicked out of that bar never to return again um, so that was pretty so that was pretty nice what was that on about? good point, well done Merky boy, good point indeed, I'm just going to do random points that pop in my head all oh, traffic was so bad yesterday. Jesus, it was awful. And I figure, I think I figured out why traffic is so bad in L.A. If parents stop lying to their children about being talented, the traffic in L.A. wouldn't be so bad. I think too many people tell their sons and daughters, you're you're going to be the next big star. You're going to be talented. You should move to L.A. And they've no talent, but they all move here. And you can't move down the street. The traffic had, like... 2am, like gridlock, four lanes of gridlock, you're like, what is going on, four lanes going one way, like eight lanes probably on the freeway, but four of them going one way are blocked, too many, too many untalented losers have been told they've been talented, encouraged by their delusional parents who are probably trying to make up for not being there when their children were smaller so they overcompensate and they tell them yes you are talented yes you can sing when these motherfuckers don't have a note in their head not like me thank you Um, and then it's just clogged with traffic traffic and losers and chumps and idiots like myself in fairness to Irish people when I said I was moving to LA I was like I'm going to move to LA become a big comedy star people laughed at me rather than encouraged me ever um, even still people would be like you know you're not funny you know I could write a better book to you you know I'd be better than stand up band- than you which is good it makes you it gives you that drive that uh, annoying drive that you're like alright I'll show you motherfucker I'll show you I'll prove you wrong but if people were like going to me oh you're talented murky boy you're a talent You're you're so funny you're so talented. I'd be like, All right, I'm going to find something else to prove people wrong about. So basically, don't compliment me. They're not good. Compliments are useless. Com- compliments are not beneficial, I believe. What's the point? Give me honesty. Give me feedback. Give me money. I love when people give me money. Like even, give me $5 and I'll be happy. Paypal me five dollars, I won't care. Paypal me a hundred dollars, I'll kinda care. Paypal me fifty, I take twenty in cash. Any day of the week cash in hand. Something about cash in hand. Oh, it makes me feel makes me feel worthwhile. Huh guys? Makes me feel like, oh, at least I'm worth this twenty dollars in cash. Love watching a bit of cash counting. Cash counting his. lot. I'm not sure why, I remember when I was growing up My dad used to keep like He'd put pound coins Into a big chair And it would be full and then he counted, And I'd count it with him And be like, oh this is unreal, look at all the money And it was probably only like 40 It's like a change chair Might be like 40 pounds or something And be like, oh you're rich dad, you're rich And then he might give me Two, two pounds And I'm like, oh yes I'm rich too We're both rich. We have money in our hands. No one can stop us. Let's take over the world. Although it backfired once. This is a bad story, but it's coming out because the coffee is flowing through me. So in Ireland, like fourth year, I don't know what that is in American high school grade terms. I don't know. You're like 15, maybe 16. And it's kind of like a year where you just it's not important. I don't know what the point of if it, if it is. I don't know what the point of if it, if it, if it is. If it of it is, is the point, then of it is, it is, it isn't. But it's basically you do stuff that you don't usually do. The exams don't count. You do, like, community service. So you go do charity work in the community, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's basically a whole year of dasing getting off everything. How can I spend as little time as possible in school? So anyway for this community service, uh I ended up going to work at the Cork Deaf Association. Oh, this is a bad story. Cork Def Association and uh you would we dunno myself, let's call him my buddy Ted Myself and Ted um, bought like 16. Two of us were there. We didn't know what was going on. They had nothing for us to do. It was just like an office at that. Did charity work for deaf people where I was from. So, oh, this is a great story. So, um, they had nothing for us to do the first day. And then they were like, we don't know what you should do. And then the second day, at least, like, they have like charity boxes that people would go around collecting money. And they were like, oh, you can count all the money. And there was just big bags of boxes, like big trash can bags of boxes, rubbish bags. Like a load of money. So we were counting it, me and Ted. And we were like, one pound, two pound, three pound, four pound. And it was just so much money. We started going, one for you, one for me. And next minute we realized we were just paying ourselves money we thought it was the funniest thing ever we thought we were like a uh, little mafia people we were like ah i'm just gonna put two pounds in my pocket who's gonna know two pounds and then i was like oh i'm gonna put two more and then our pockets were full we were still counting for the deaf association our pockets were full then we started putting it down in our socks it was basically like how much can we fit in here this is the funniest thing ever ...were being little scumbags... ...but we didn't realise... ...because we weren't scumbags... ...but we were like... ...oh this is just like counting money... ...one for you... ...and one for me... ...and pockets and pockets... ...and I'm walking... ...my shoes were full of coins... ...I couldn't walk... ...and then... ...it came to like the end of the day... ...and they were like... ...all right... ...go counting... ...we counted like... ...so much money... ...and we barely took anything... ...but still we took it... ...and it was like in our pockets... ...and then we went... ...we left... ...myself and Ted... ...we left... ...and we went next door... ...to a hotel and uh went to the bathroom And we just like took out all the money And we were like oh this is so much money I don't know how much it was 200 pounds That was a lot of money For us little neckers to be stealing And I was like oh this is the greatest day ever The greatest day ever and we went home and I hid all the money Under my bed And uh, The next day we went back And we were like oh I wonder if we are caught But we weren't caught But we had nothing to do so then myself and ted were like oh we should make up for this by uh collecting let's do a collection so we took collection boxes and we were going to go collecting to like recoup the money but then we were such little immoral evil bastards we were like we should just take this money too we deserve money we deserve it all so we're collecting around cork city we're just gonna oh support the deaf association Rattling the boxes in front of people And people were putting money in And we were like Oh you're doing a great job Jesus we were awful little shits And then we were just about to leave And get on the bus to go home And I went up to one last guy He was just wearing blue jeans Black jumper Black jacket Kind of bald head Mustache He was probably like 40 I was like I'll support the Cork Death Association And he was like Uh Where's your permit? I was like, huh? He was like, show me your permit. Like you needed a permit to go collecting. I was like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. And then he starts like grabbing me. He's like, you come with me? And I I just like, oh, this guy's nuts. He's trying to like kidnap me or something. And I, he was like, grab me by the neck, the jumper, and had me by the throat kind of against the wall. And I was like, help, help, help. So I just thought he was like a psycho. And we we're on this like street called the mall which is i think it's actually the most expensive or the, the richest street in ireland because all the banks and people and stuff are on the streets so bank buildings so it's like a really busy street affluent kind of place and uh i'm like help help and then all the people are coming around and he, these old women are like get your hands off him. and i'm like yeah he's beating me up because i was only like 15 he was a man and uh People were like, yeah, get off him, get off him. He's only helping, the, he's doing good work. And then the dude was like, um, I'm an off-duty off, Off uh, oh, is an off-duty policeman, off-duty guard. He doesn't have a permit. He's stealing from the Deaf Association. And we were like, no, we're not, we're not, we're not stealing. We're, like, doing it for them. And uh, next minute, cop car comes up. And I'm, like, trying to kick the dude in the shin because I didn't know what was happening. We almost were headbutting each other. And the next minute, a police car comes up. And the next minute, I've been put into the back, like, arrested, handcuffed. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to be killed. And then Ted, who had gotten away, he, like, ran down an alley. He was free. It was just me. I could have taken the hit. Came back to the car, holding the same box as me, and he pops his head in, and he's like, I'll call you when you get home. I'll see what happened to you. And the police were just like, were you doing the same thing? And next minute, he's arrested too. So now we're both in a cop car. We're driving to police station. And they were like, they thought that we beat up people that were actually collecting, stole their boxes, and then we're using it ourselves. And we were like, no, that's not what happened. We're scumbags, but we're not that kind of scumbags. So they'd like a... They bring us to the police station, and I was like, I can't get caught. I have to get out of this. And I just looked at Ted, and I was like, I'm going to run. And I tried to run, and this uh, woman guard, like, caught me, and I bounced off the hood of the car, and I, like, hit the ground. And she was like, you shouldn't have done that. And I was like, I'm just scared. And they bring us in, and we're talking to the... They figure out that we didn't rob anyone else. We just took the boxes from the Deaf Association... And they were like, all right, well, that's still bad. And they were like, we're going to have to call your parents and they can deal with it. They were going to arrest us and then they didn't. They were going to book us up. And then my parents were working, so there was no one at home and they phoned them. Ted's parents, his dad, came in straight away to get him. And then they were like, all right, we're going to have to put you in a cell while you wait. I was like, what? No. So they brought me to a cell. I was like, can I use the bathroom? so I went to the bathroom, I, I tried to escape again out the bathroom window, obviously no hope but you know me I watched too much Shawshank Redemption growing up, I got my little chisel tried to chisel my way out through the toilet <coughs> um, dying <coughs> so my dad came in oh no, my dad! they phoned my dad and he's like alright I'll be in for 30 minutes by the time he gets in so I'm in a cell Next minute, they bring in this dude who, uh, he was like a pikey, like a traveler, a gypsy, and he'd no top on. He was covered in like ash and soot. And he was like, Fucking hell, yeah, fucking. He was just cursing away. The and then he looked at me and he was like, You and me, why we're staying together? We'll stay, we stick together in here, right? And I was just like, I'm so scared. And he was in there, he was, he had burnt down his mother's caravan, I think. And he that's why he was covered in ash and everything Because he caused a fire He burnt down his mom's home Like a mobile home Caravan They have horses and stuff He burnt down Now I'm in like we're in the cell together Me in my school uniform Scared out of my life Especially that my dad is going to come in And I am in the most trouble ever And I'm in here now with a pikey Covered in soot Because he's burnt down and he's trying to say that we're the same people. And that I'm freaking out. And then my dad comes in and then the policeman's like, oh, yeah, but we're not going to book him. And my dad just looked at me and I was like, oh, no, I'm in the worst trouble ever. And then my dad didn't speak to me. And then I got home and he spoke to me and I was uh, murdered. I'm uh, grounded for 74 years. And then the next day at school, they were like, Nothing was said at school. Myself and Ted were like, oh, are we going to be expelled? This is awful. The whole day, no one said anything. And I think class got out like 3.30. And at 3.25, they were like, uh, could Mark and Ted come to the principal's office, please? And we go to the principal's office. And our parents are there. And... uh I'm just like, oh, I was, I was fainted. I was like, no, no, don't expel me. I'm good in school. And we were in Ted was brought into the vice principal, and I was brought into the principal or something. And it, they were like, well, we got to expel you. And I was like, no, but you're good in school, so we're not going to. And I was like, oh, thank God. He was like, we're going to suspend you. And I was like, no, I look bad at my record. But we're not going to because you're good at the sports too. They just kept going down um, more and more about, we're going to do this, but we're not going to. Because I was good at school and I was on the sports team, so I basically got away with it. So eventually they just gave us detention for like two months or something. So every day after school, we just had to clean up after us. Oh, and they were like, you should make a donation to the Deaf Association as an apology. And I was like, yeah, whatever you want. And they were like, well... 100 pounds or something I was like okay I'm going to work A job and get it But then I went home And because I'm a Conniving chancer and a sneak I took a 100 pounds From underneath my bed That I had taken A couple of days before From the Deaf Association And I gave it back to them in the form of a donation And an apology So that's the story about me Being a scumbag I learned my lesson, learned my lesson, but I still get a thrill when people are counting money and they give me $5. I'm like, oh, yeah, that feels bad. That that feels bad to the core. Oh, I've been a bad boy, been a bad boy. Spank me, spank me, I've been a bad, bad boy. I'm sorry, give me money. So apologies to the Deaf Association for my uh, misguided youth. Bad man is what they call me. A real bad man. At least I know now. At least I know. People tell me now that I'm apathetic, but honestly, I don't care. That was a tweet. I tweeted. I twatted. And it's a, sub- it's a, a l- segue to God knows what. But I told that story for too long. There's also nothing worse than hearing someone cry. That's why I always close the window when I hear my neighbor cry. Reading our tweets because I feel guilty about that story. Um, Do you know what I realized too? If you ever had sex with a girl and she says, I want you to come, I always used to think, oh, she's been sexy. She's been, uh, she's been, she's trying to get me uh, to do my needs. But really, she's actually just saying, I've had enough. Finish up. Let's move on. Shouldn't have done this. I regret it. Finish. Let's leave and never talk about it again. So that's uh, that's something I just observed recently. I also observed. I've got this new theory. It's called private chat love. Do you know you might meet some? So recently, I was on a private chat, and I was like i've been on some before but it's been a while and once you fly private i've been flying like normal a lot recently coach you're like "Ah, oh, this is grand just flying around having to laugh but then i flew private and you're just like oh this is the ultimate this is unreal jesus this is heaven and then i had f- i got kicked off a private jet because you know messers and uh we flew first class on the way back and you're like oh this is really nice too it's not as nice as a private but it sure is better than coach and then you um, and then when I was paying for all the stuff myself I was back in coach and I was like well I can't I I hate this I hate this kind of life now this is not what I want and I realized that's what it's like with people too I have a theory about love you might you know way some people are like dying to find love and they're really just like i love this person and you're like What well, that person's a coach person max I, uh, you're just like you can do better and then sometimes you think you you might love someone but it's only really first class because you don't know what private jets are like if you did first class you'd be like oh this is heaven because you're only used to coach But then when you get that private jet kind of love, the ultimate, you're like, ah, this actually is the greatest. That's what we should all be striving for, people. Private jet love. I should have explained that better. But there we go. Just popped in my head the other day when I was trying to think of an analogy for something else. I also think this is a crude analogy, but I think nice vaginas are like a nice jump. Turtleneck jumper. I won't explain why, but just have a little think about it. You don't want to. You, you don't want to overuse that nice turtleneck jumper. You don't want to stretch out the neck or anything. I've said too much, and I haven't said anything at the exact same time. I'm just rambling, but I'm giving you little, little teasers, little drips, little drops, of what I don't know. I was trying to do a psychopath test on my friends the other day. This girl told me, she was like, all right, here's a test. So, imagine, all right, so there's a girl who had a falling out with her family. She does not get on with her family. They live in the East Coast. She lives in the West Coast. Hasn't spoken to them about 10 years. She only gets on with her aunt. Her aunt passes away. She goes home for the funeral. That's the only reason she goes home, because... uh, her aunt. She was the only person she spoke to. So she's at the back of the funeral home, milling around. She starts talking to this guy who's at the back, standing too. They get on really well, living on real rapport, jiving. It's weird. It's at the funeral, but she really likes him. He seems to be into her. Um, they're getting on like unreal. Same, every all the same interest. She's like, oh, this could be special. It's weird. It's at the funeral, but it could be special. He excuses himself. Funeral ends, she doesn't see him again, she doesn't know her family, she doesn't get on with the family, so she doesn't want to be like, who's that guy, who's that guy? So she didn't see him again, so a week later, she murders her sister. Why did she murder her sister? So I'll tell you what I thought, which I think the normal one is, is that her she found out that her sister slept with that dude that she liked. I couldn't think, I was like, why? But what psychopaths say, and what two people I know said straight away, was, oh, because she wanted to see the dude again. So if she murdered a sister, he would come to the funeral. And apparently that's what uh, psychos say as their answer, and the two people who said it to me said it very quickly, almost as if they heard it before, but they didn't, because their brains are psychopaths. So that's good. I tried it. One friend didn't get it. He didn't get that it was a hypothetical situation. He was like, "Okay, no, we need to find out the relationship between the sister and herself. How was it originally?" And I'm just like, "What are you on about?" Well, if 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 they didn't get on when they were growing up, but something happened, what would have what could have happened that triggered her to kill the sister? And he was like wait what you do you not get any of this and then the guy who got even more confused and he went into more detective mode and he said okay was it a setup situation did she actually murder maybe she didn't maybe it was suicide and he was like all right and then another buddy was like i don't know what's happening so some people just don't know any answers. My answer I thought was kind of normal. And then psychos say because she wanted to see the dude again. As you do. As you do. There's another thing too that I found out about. Um. Oh, ever, there's some people in LA right And They're like, how are they this dumb? Because this is pretty dumb. Like, sometimes, like, yesterday I heard a girl saying, I only feed my plants bottled water. You're like, all right, that's dumb. But, like, some people are so dumb, you're like, that's too dumb. But, like, another dumb thing, there's so many dumb people in L.A. who are now Bitcoin experts that I'm like, all right, that's not I used to think it was going to be a thing, but I don't actually think it's going to be a thing because these people are morons. They're so dumb. And they're like, oh... What do you? What do you guys uh, trade on? And you're like, you shouldn't be trading your money. I hope it crashes and burns. I don't believe you actually have Bitcoin. You're just doing it for show. Um, and you're just like, oh yeah, that's that's very dumb. But I'm also dumb. Um, but that is still pretty, pretty, d- pretty, 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 pretty dumb. Oh, and there's a thing called, um, what's it called? It is called Dunning-Kruger, the Dunning-Kruger effect. I keep swooping stuff from when people tell me smart stuff, and then I regurgitate it, and then people are like, oh, is he smart? And I say, yes, but really it's me just regurgitating. That's the kind of man I am, I'm a regurgitator. You know it's funny too i realized another thing you know a relationship is over when the girl you're seeing asks to go back to using condoms she's like "Ah, oh, i think this is done i don't want to have any mistakes and get stuck with you so if you could uh, go back to putting on the rubber rubber glove and not feeling as nice as it used to be i want to preserve my turtleneck sweater for the next man but the dumb, also the Dunning-Kruger is when you're, um, it's when people are so dumb, they don't realize that, they, like their mental capacity to realize that they're being dumb isn't there. So they just, they're so unaware, they think they're smart. And that's what I realize a lot of people are. Could possibly, possibly be me too. But we all know I'm very intelligent because I have a master's degree. I could be lying, I'm not but I realise I just couldn't be lying and you would never know but I'm not because one time one time, right I was, when I first came to LA I was uh, this radio station used to phone me up 96FM, this guy Neil Prendeville. and he like, he was so dismissive and he used to not believe me about anything. And I'm like, look, this place is weird. It's not like Cork. Everything's normalish in Cork. This is the weirdest place ever. So I tell him a story that wasn't even too weird. I remember one time, it was like, because the time difference, so 2 in the morning in L.A. is like 10 a.m. in Ireland. So he phoned me once in the morning show, and I had just gone back to a party, some party in the hills somewhere, and I was in a jacuzzi, And there was two Swedish girls in the jacuzzi. And he phoned and I sat like on top of the jacuzzi. Like one of the Swedish girls wasn't even hot, but they were two Swedish girls. And uh, he was like, well, let's hear from this guy again all the way over in LA. What are you going to tell us this week? Where are you right now? And I'm like, I'm in a hot tub with two Swedish girls Tell them the truth. I know it sounds a bit gimpy and like I've been a cocky old prick. But it was the truth. And he was like, I think you're lying. I got to just say, I think you're lying. Just come on. You can't be there. And I'm like, I am here. I'm in a jacuzzi with two Swedish girls. And I remember him saying "lying." I was like, I'm never going to lie about anything in L.A. Because it's already mental. And I want to prove this bastard wrong. Which is a weird way to say I do have a master's degree. E-commerce. Don't know why. That irks me. But there we go. Also got three books. Check them out if you like reading. And book fetishes. I realized last week I was trying to talk about book fetishes. But then my roommate came back because I was new to the podcast. And I got conscious. Self-conscious. If someone's in the room next to me, I'm like, oh, they're listening. They're listening in. And I can't make these dumb tones. I'm more like, so, uh, yeah, I got a book finish. Uh, but no I realized girls who read books, oh, Jesus, turns me on. I also have to find them attractive, which is a bit gimpy. But if I find them attractive and they read books, oh, i would be getting lazy boners. Lazy boners walking into auditions. Who knew that would be my fetish? Although I've been reading books from a young, young age. It all had to catch up. It all finally caught up. And now here we go. Now I realize that's my fetish. Looking at myself in the mirror naked while reading my own book. That's the only thing that turns me on anymore, people. It's the only thing that turns me on anymore. So on that bum note I think it's time for me I was listening to the podcast actually When we were driving down to the shows in Irvine It's funny enough Do you know the way sometimes If I send something to someone I like That I've written I don't know if I show it to them and they're reading it in front of me I always leave the room and go to the bathroom It's just I I did it the first time with my first book Because I was like oh what if they think it's crap So I just hid in the bathroom And then after that I was like Subconsciously doing it, um. But then we were listening to like all of our podcasts on the way down in the car to Irvine to the shows, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm happy with this podcast. I do sing a lot, but there we go. We got sponsored by spoons. Show me another podcast that gets sponsored by spoons, only topped by Sparks." Well this is minute I think this is one of the classics, huh guys? Real classic. Send me your thoughts, your tweets, your fan mail, your hate mail. Call me a cunt. Someone once tried to send me a hate mail, call me a cunt, and they misspelled it C U M T. I And I was like, nice. Real nice. Alright, check out my books. On Amazon Book Soup, anywhere around, random, the adventures of an Irish guy in LA. Random are the continued adventures and pre before I came to LA. Classics. If you like more tales of me stealing from people when I was young in Cork, you will love pre A real treat of a book. I'm on Twitter at Trickadoo T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U. I got a web series, Random, The Adventures of an Irish Guy in LA. More people watching them. They're asking for more. They'll come eventually. Calm down. Like my next book. Calm down. Don't stand-up. Calm down. Or oh, Insta- Instagram. At. Don't know. Yeah. At the uh, Marquez. And I'll be in San Jose this weekend. With Chris and Michael LeNucci. Chris has got five or six shows or something. I'll be opening up the bastards so if you're in san jose or the bay area as they call it come along sweet ponies come along for the ride until then until then even i gotta start pronouncing my th's if i want to book any of these commercials which i don't really deep down but just in case because it would be nice money and then i can buy more t-shirts and jackets to fill the void I need to buy some more socks. If anyone wants to send me socks, let me know, good brand. Okay, bum note, end on, but there we go. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.